Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Skylar and Megan, your hosts of the Feeney Call. And a quick announcement if you're just joining us for the first time here. Uh, we wanted to let you know that we've been at this for over a year and a half, and it got so much better. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> that we have felt the need to throw in a short disclaimer on these first few episodes, and that we were finding our footing as podcasters, and we are in no way attempting to dismiss the work that was done, but we want to let you, a new listener, know that we changed and figured out kind of how to do this thing better. So if you're just jumping in and you're really not feeling so sure about it, then feel free to do a little skipper ahead. We won't be upset by it. But if you want to start right here, that's awesome too. Just know that our death chair, our third rotating friend, does not stick around. And we have uh, changed our format a little bit more cohesively for the future. Yep, we were able to figure it out after the first couple of episodes. So I would say four is where we really start to hit our stride. Enjoy these first three episodes, though. Uh, you can hear us struggling, but enjoy anyway, and hope you enjoy the show. Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! We're live. Great. Welcome. Welcome to the Feeney Call. Thanks for starting to listen to this thing. We hope you make it to the end. Yes. Okay, so we're dissecting episode one of season one today, the pilot episode. I've got a little trivia for us. So the original title of the episode was called Brother's Keeper. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A little trivia. We can dissect Good. that a little bit later as well. Sure. They went with the much catchier title of Pilot. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's short, easy to remember. Uh, mm-hmm. Every other TV show has it. So sure, 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 sure. Great, great, great. You great, gotta great. do what you gotta do, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's jump in. We're gonna. So we're gonna do. We're gonna try uh, Austin, who has agreed to sit in on this and to chime in if need be. Hello. Uh, who has not seen the episode? No. We are going to each try to give her our thirty-second recap. Yes. Uh, of what happens here. Hey, Megan. Tell me what happened. Okay. So. Corey gets caught listening to the Phillies game during Feeney's class, and um, Feeney takes it away, gives Corey detention, and when Corey's like, why do I even need to be learning about Romeo and Juliet? Feeney's like, love is the most all-encompassing thing in the world. Side note, he also is, Eric was going to take him to a game, and then he backed out because he wanted to take a girl, so Corey was also mad about that. And I can't do this. This is a time constraint. All right, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great, great. It's too much. If you're listening, we assume you know who the people we're referencing are. So I'm not, we're not going to bother explaining the names of the characters. Yes. This isn't a show where we try and tell you what happened in each episode beyond these quick 30 seconds. We're here to just like dissect dissect. and discuss. Great. My turn. Okay. Tell me what happened. So uh, Corey and his friends are in the lunchroom and they're talking about Feeney and then they're in the classroom and Corey gets attention because he's listening to the Phillies game instead of a lesson on Romeo and Juliet and he goes home and he complains to his brother and his brother's like, hey, guess what? I'm taking a girl to the Phillies game instead of you because it's going to be more fun and he yells at his parents and his parents are like, ah, sucks to suck. Eric bought the tickets. Uh, And then uh, Corey is complaining about love and he gets attention and Feeney's like, love's the most important thing, you shrewd little observer of the human condition. And then Corey goes home and he's like, I think I understand a little more about love and life now. And his mom's like, okay, great. Sit with your sister and have tea. And then Corey says, okay, great. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Except yeah, his yeah. mom did not tell him to have tea with Morgan. You're right. You're right. She doesn't do that. That's a lie. No, she doesn't do that. So as far as the theme, I think we both kind of hit the nail on the head as far as themes go. Right. There's um, not much of an argument to there, be had. Yeah. Thematically speaking. Definitely about love. I would say not just romantic love. How it's the most important um, 
element in the in the universe. Uh-huh. And uh, Mr. Feeney does say it best himself. I've got a little sound clip here for sure. us all. So. Yeah, yeah. Their real strength comes from being a family. And do you know why they're a family, Corey? Because at one time, a man and a woman realized that they loved each other and pursued the unlimited potential of what may come from that love. And here you are. There is no greater aspiration than to have love in our lives, Mr. Matthews. Honestly, Feeney for President 2020. So old. He was certain. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole other traumatic rabbit hole I can uh, spiral down later. What are we going to do um, when he dies? I think, let's real quick, just talk about his delivery. There is no, like, it's He's just, so it's good. all accents. He's so what good. A gem. You know, he was on Broadway when he was, like, 14 or something like that. That doesn't surprise me. I don't me know. Not. Someone fact check me on that. William Daniels was a Broadway star when he was a teenager. That much I know. Oh, I good believe man. he was in... Shit, it's a play. Something. The title involves father. Anyway. Figured out. <laughs> love William Daniels. So, yeah, I think it's pretty indisputable that love is kind of the theme of this episode. But I think it's very important as far as setting up for... Because like I said, I think it's more of more than just a romantic love. It's kind of setting Corey up for really the rest of the series and establishing that love connection how that's important between his family it's important between his friends we will later learn to find out how important romantically it is to him between him and Topanga Mm -hmm. so I think that that even if they didn't intend it to be that way I think it's really a good kickoff for the entire series because it's a it's so love forward and family centric and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. I mean it's hard to disagree Mm -hmm. that like that's not the thesis Mm -hmm. of the episode and the rest of the show really Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to think about how much the screenwriters knew. You know, they had this pilot. Mm-hmm. They were sitting here. They're like, great. We really want to throw this thing on ABC. Uh, you know, to know how how forward thinking they were in terms of, you know, how long is this show going to run? Are we going to get them to to any of the points that we do? Did they know that that would be the thesis for, like, the rest of the show? Or did they write this and it aired well? And they're like, great. We're just going to keep on circling that mm-hmm. little bit yeah. i don't know it's hard I, I mean i feel like they, they they couldn't have known it would be as centrally focused as it feels like if i if you were writing an abc sitcom in the 90s mm-hmm. i mean there was formula it was all the same yeah. really i mean and, full house and family matters yeah. and step by step like all these things were written around the same thing with one distinction right which i guess i don't know this show kind of is too maybe yeah sort of, kind of Kind of, yeah. I feel like it takes yeah. on another element when Topanga is finally introduced and their love mm-hmm. interest is introduced and mm-hmm. developing Sean and Corey's friendship, obviously, which is not prevalent in this first episode so much because they were yeah. still trying to figure out... Right, they were trying to figure out who the sidekick would who? be. Who? Yeah. Well, there was no, I guess, so, fun fact, they, they didn't intend for Corey to ever have one sidekick, basically. Really? Was, yeah. That would, the, the intention was for him to continue having that kind of revolving group of friends... Uh, and so Ryder Strong in that first episode is just another, like another kid that would be part of this rotating wow. group of friends. I mean, he's, a, he's got 
the he's most. He's got billing. Yeah. You know, he gets, so like he's, he's, they knew at least when they aired this that yeah. he was more so than the others, but. I mean, even Lee Norris got billing at the top of this. Right. And he's not in the first Minkus episode. Minkus isn't even in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Anyway, he was supposed to have more friends uh, throughout, which is, you know. Little tidbit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, great. So, Megan, who gets your MVP of the episode? So, my MVP this week is Morgan because during all of this, when Corey is throwing such a fit about not being able to go to the game and he's moved out, he moves into the treehouse, she is always there, like, well, I'll go to the game with you and, like, mm-hmm. here, take my dolly so you won't be scared. And at the end, she's like, have tea. Here, put some ketchup in your tea. Right, I got yeah, that. just like normal <laughs> six year old stuff. So I feel like she is definitely the MVP because she is the only one who's kind of being nice to him and he's kind of being a little shithead to her. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Corey sucks. Yeah. We get that. We know that much. They they show us from the get-go that he's a smartass, he's disrespectful to his teachers, he... He thinks his parents were... He he storms downstairs and blames his parents for living next door to Feeney and <laughs> declares, I want to move. And like, you know, I'm going to wait in the car. I'll see you guys when you're ready to move. Bitch isn't even going to help with packing. Like, <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> he's he's an entitled little, uh, he is. little shit. And I would say um, it only gets worse from there, but... Yeah. 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 I, I think that's, that's fair Absolutely. to say. All right. Okay. So my MVP goes to uh, Amy. Matthews okay. to to uh, the mom here because I think without Amy and her conversation with Corey prior to his detention, mm-hmm. the detention lesson does not take on the same impact that it would. And she does an outstanding job as a mother of letting her child work their way through his problems. He, he's, you know, he's dramatic and this and that and all these problems. My brother hates me. My family's abandoning me. Blah, blah, blah. All these things, right? And instead of being like, shut up, you're grounded, go to your room, anything of that nature, Amy rolls with the punches, lets him work through it on his own, offers some top-notch supportive advice along the way, but at no point tries to interrupt his, like, you know... Journey. Yeah, his little coping process. As misguided as it may be, she lets him work it out and and only steps in when and when when she does intervene. It's still even so like offhand, mm-hmm. candidly. You know, Corey's like, ah, I'm abandoned. She's like, yeah, your dad was abandoned too. Moving on with my day, and he's <laughs> like, wait, stop, what? And so she doesn't even mean to. I mean, I guess she does mean to. It's very tactfully done it's a but, subtle lesson right right she's not sitting here like well when you were nine and a complete asshole um you know she she has such good tact uh-huh amy's the real mvp except yeah. that she can't fold for shit she cannot fold laundry <laughs> we because all have our faults <laughs> well here's the thing that i have such a and like i'm not perfect i do not sit down with every single piece of clothing i own and lay it out flat perfectly but she does not even lay it out she just tucks both the sleeves in <laughs> rolls it up into a little ball and then just goes on to the next one doesn't even lay down the first t-shirt it's before moving still on to the hands. second <laughs> And just same it's because thing. the props Full master season. knew she had to get it off screen with her. <laughs> she had to carry it out with her. Uh. Would have been a lot. So she yes, okay, you're right. She walks out of the bathroom with presumably dirty towels, <laughs> drops them on the floor, and then picks up clean laundry on the bed and starts folding it. None if of it, it makes. It's all it's all a, a sad setup for an okay joke 
where yeah. she says, you know, I've got to get the room ready for the new boy that we rented it out to. It's all just in service of that. Mm-hmm. Amy Matthews can't fold laundry, can't but fold laundry. damn it, she's an excellent mother <laughs> in this episode. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Amy, Amy has some problematic mom moments later. Yes. Um, but in episode one, they wrote a wonderful mother and a forgettable father. And those change. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier in the little blurb, Amy was a strong contender for my favorite character. Because I, mm-hmm. both, honestly, both the parents, I think, are a great. Oh, they're great. A shining example of, like, a good, solid marriage and good, solid parents, oh, for yeah. the most part, in the 90s. Just because nowadays, I feel like you watch a TV show and it's, like, the mom who's, like, overachieving. And then there's the doofus dad who doesn't really contribute at all except be the punchline of a bunch of different jokes you're describing girl meets world (laughs) basically basically Uh, yeah 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 um yeah i think well and you know it's interesting i mean in the 90s there were all a lot of sitcoms were shiny examples of of parenthood you know Mm -hmm. you had uh family matters had had exceptional parents Mm -hmm. on it full house added had a it, it did its own thing with yeah. the three... Yeah, I mean, between the three of them, they were all equally the punchline and the exceptional. They, the, yes. on, I mean, they were probably some of the most well-rounded characters on TV, and it just depended on who had to be the butt of the joke yes. in that Fair. episode. So, but, you know, it's interesting, I guess, because I think that Alan and Amy never get... Well, not never. Rarely get equal arcs. Yeah. One of them always gets to shine better than the other, I feel like. Very rarely do the two of them get to, like... Shine together. Out, be equally outstanding. Not to say one of them has ever, like, always got to be bad while the other's good. Mm-hmm. There are moments where they both get to be good, but one of them's always... It gives it waves, stiff. though. I yeah. feel like it gives oh, it's it not, more I mean, it's up and down. That's a relationship. Yeah. Someone's always going to be, you know... Things. Those Relationships. Were words. Those were words. <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, yeah. So, I'm going to take a left to do the boom check. The boom check. So, Count number one. Yep. We're already kicking it off right out the gate in the pilot episode. There's already... I don't know who the boom guy is for Boy Meets World. If you're out there and you're listening, come on the show. We love you. We're but also, also sorry. <laughs> I cannot believe that you were not fired. <laughs> Instantly. And maybe it's just the formatting from TV to DVD because I own all the DVDs. Um, maybe it's just the different formatting, but I see boom mics... All the time in this show. Arguably every other episode. For what it's worth, I have never picked up on this. I know. Well, and I don't um, know if it's just... I, again, if you're watching on Hulu, yeah. it's it might be formatted differently than it is. I don't know. I'm going to have to start paying close attention for it. Oh, yeah. Just I mean, watch I'm, the top of the screen the whole sure, time. Sure. I've watched the show plenty. I, I guess I don't normally stare at the upper third. Yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I don't, and it just, this one was very subtle. It was very small. It was when Amy Matthews said, are you volunteering to put your sister to bed? And in the top left-hand corner, it just dips down ever so slightly. Just a little bit. It's so faint. Sure. But I, obviously, in, I'm looking for in it. In our so. Boom Ops defense, have you ever held a boom on set for a while? No. It is and exhausting. I can't imagine. Having done so, not in, when I was like 16 yeah. on like a short film. <laughs> It is exhausting and thankless and very easy to dip, to dip a little as you're sitting. You know, I, there's no visual to this yeah. as I hold my arms in the position. <laughs> but the point is, 
I don't know. Maybe he maybe he started lifting a few more weights. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was tired. We don't know. But just know that this is strike one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and it is. It will go on for many more. Absolutely. We will keep a tally. Oh of yeah, that. we will keep a tally. We will point them out. We will show pictures on our sure. Twitter and Instagram. On um, the subject of mistakes, yes, and continuity errors yes. and all kinds of problems. Number number one is we open this in there the cafeteria. Mm. Corey and Sean and another bowl cut friend um, are, are in the cafeteria. I think his name is Nicholas. It's not it's not listed, but I think I read that somewhere. Listen, he's he's as good as he's dad. in and out. <laughs> he's in and out faster than yeah. He's he's worse than. Uh, and Turner season four. So um, <laughs> anyway, so we got this kit. We got them. They're sitting here. How late did you stay up last night? Oh, monologue, monologue, first guest, monologue, first guest, bad sketch, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently referencing F- SNL. Mm-hmm. Did not understand that as a child. I was not SNL privy uh, growing up watching this. Except, and so like I made, they were having the, they were saying these words, and none of it made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. As I grow older, I understand they're referencing the format of SNL. Mm-hmm. Great new problem it's like a monday morning at school and they're asking how late did they stay up last night and so so it doesn't make any sense like it just it it feels like and i wonder if these kids who were delivering these lines even understood what they were saying at the time Uh, unless there was another i don't know i'm not well versed on sketch comedy in the 90s but if there was another show that premiered sunday nights right i mean it's formatted the same way as snl if there was let us know it feels like a shitty time to air your sketch show i don't know a lot of people that were like i can't wait to stay up late on my sunday night sunday night watch a new episode of this um i mean now to be fair it was an abc show referencing an nbc show and I guess, you know, networks and syndication and all of nothing, none of that was none, no friends. No one can, you can't, they do reference Full House yes. by name, but they don't ever say SNL. They mm-hmm. just say these words that mean nothing to the average 10 year old, maybe not the average 10 year old to myself. And so maybe that, maybe it was all about like, well, we can't say it by name. So like, that's mm-hmm. where it's at. I don't know. Anyway, uh, cut to new mistake, Sean, I guess not a mistake in the pilot, but a mistake later. Sean says, must be nice to be an only child. To the other kids sitting across yep. from him when they're unpacking their lunches. Well, the Hunter so family many. is a clusterfuck. Oh, so. it's totally. I, Sean at one time has a sister. Well, and we'll get to this because I actually know why he read that line. Sure. And it has to do with the fact that it was like rotating friends for a while. Right, right, right. Um, but so stay tuned. I know why. Yeah. He I mean, the Hunter family he tree he is a like a radiator. Like it's a doesn't, want. <laughs> doesn't actually have a sister, but he has two brothers, which one comes into play later, but he's a half, two half brothers. And the other one comes into play obviously way later when they're in college. Right. But and we, we get a random episode like, problem where it's like Corey's like doing a documentary, right? Yeah. The park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his brother is like giving him a hard time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I'm going to, as we get to those episodes, I'm going to try to figure out the Hunter family tree a little bit or just figure out what parent produced what child. Well, that, we don't even know what Sean. side it is. Well, and there's the whole brother. arc in season uh, six or seven where Sean's not even sure who his mom is. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Hunter fi- family just needs to. It's all a big mess. They just um, need to figure it out. So, I don't know. I guess in Sean's defense where he says must be nice to be an only child. It's interesting because, like, at that time, 
the screenwriters were to like assume Sean had a sibling of some kind that we had been introduced mm-hmm. to yet. And then we go on for quite a bit of the show under the impression that Sean is an only child, yes. only to then have him have a half brother who he didn't grow up with. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so that line just okay. in the, that line being in the pilot mm-hmm. makes the next seven seasons a, a trip. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Going back and now knowing what we know. Right. Like watching just... that episode there and then seven seasons of content later, someone took the like the production Bible and just threw it out the window. And oh, yeah. Said, Absolutely. Uh, my next thing is the classroom set. Oh, my God. Which is for one episode and then I'm pretty sure never again. Never see that classroom again. No. Because the door is in the, like, the corner. Yeah. It's a, like, a solid wooden door. Yeah. And behind it is just like a wall. Yeah. It's just oh, with like a sad post, like a picture. A yeah. Hand draw. yeah. 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 Exactly. And Corey does like a little tap no. dance out that door. Yeah. It's... But it is certainly not the classroom we ever see again. It's like they just it's borrowed. not the classroom we end the show in. Yeah. They just kind of, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, and I feel I find it interesting that once we get to the new classroom format, it's the same format that carries through throughout pretty much the entire show until they get to college. It's yeah. that same well, like, like doors Turner... behind them, right, right. The desks they're just like facing opposite ways. Feeny versus which we'll get to Feeny's classroom or not Feeny's class. It is it's some classroom. But it also doubles as a girl's bathroom and Feeney's office oh, the and the door? guidance counselor's office. The door office. in the high school. The mystery door, yeah, the door in, in the high, high school. school beside oh, the we'll get to that. Oh, it's That's, everything. Oh, that door so goes everywhere. That's the most magical door it's in the history. It's the room of requirement of, <laughs> of John Adams High. Yeah, it's amazing. The best it's just door. whatever you needed to be. Right. So clearly, you know, they were like, we got a pilot script. Family Matters is on break. We're going to roll in there real quick. <laughs> and we're going to shoot this pilot. I don't I don't watch Family Matters enough to know if that's what their <laughs> classroom is set Or there even was a fucking classroom They're They're on lunch. Let's go. They're on lunch. We're going to roll in here real quick. We're going to get our quick 22 minutes in, and we're going to storm out of here quick as we can uh, before they come back from lunch. And we're going to slide this under the door of, uh, I don't know who was CEO of Disney. Oh, Disney didn't know ABC at the time. No, not the time. Disney killed ABC, or killed TJF, I should say. Any other continuity errors we're missing in here? Um, Um... Also, how the treehouse is now super separated from the house in later yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets a lot closer. closer. They move the they move that so tree. They either move the treehouse, <laughs> build a whole new treehouse, or the tree somehow uh-huh. relocated itself yeah. because that's possible. So this treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so this treehouse tree that we like it's in the background of shots later. Well, and this is and, the not. I mean, think about. I think about the '90s. How it we would just like hang out. How, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Amy's Amy's Sleep a great mom. She's like, okay, I brought you your dinner into your treehouse. Have fun sleeping up here by sleeping yourself. Sleeping outside where you could be murdered. I mean, it's like white suburban Philly, so I don't know, whatever. But I, I've never lived there. I'm not yeah. sure how, what that's like. But nonetheless, but still, like it's it's that's something that doesn't hold up. No. All right, like nineteen, you know, twenty nineteen. Not a lot of moms are like, sure, sleep outside by yourself. Yeah. Have a great time. Um, Especially by yourself. I feel like I used to have sleepovers mm-hmm. on the trampoline, which is a terrible <laughs> idea. It's a horrible well, all, idea. Everyone just rolls to, to the, the middle. Just, no one's you roll to the middle. Who is comfortable? No one. <laughs> no one. Sidebar. No one is comfortable. Why did commercial <laughs> trampolines have such a a presence no idea. in Those our childhood? Were so unsafe. It's a death trap. They were death traps. It's a, the worst thing you could like. Great. Here is a you know I don't know 10, mm-hmm. 10 foot diameter circle. Yep. 
with no real known weight limit. Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever disclosed that. No. All right? Let's just put as many kids on just it as we like can. Just, 12, hop, hop Some on of it. them maybe keep their shoes hop on. Yeah. Some of them maybe take them off. Yeah. And what are you going to do except try to kill each other? <laughs> no. Did you ever play the game where you were the egg that needed to be cracked? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, where you were like fucking, we used to it was a popcorn or egg or whatever it was. Someone had to curl up into a ball, (laughs) and everyone else on the trampoline's only goal is to forcibly make that person release their position by any means necessary, other than just like kicking you. I guess. Oh my god! What a nightmare! My brother used (laughs) to practice wrestling moves on me on the trampoline. He's three and a half years older. Three and a half years older than I am, and he used to practice wrestling. My mom yeah. was like, "This is how she does." Oh, we never owned a trampoline. My how... parents refused. And I even even trampolines when they got to a place where they had the net, not better. Kids still would like <laughs> try to like ricochet off the net. Yeah, onto it was the just another net. surface for you to try to bounce off of. To to bounce now off you've of. got like metal poles wrapped in shitty foam that's already ripped off mostly. Yep. yep. And so you've got kids throwing each other into these poles mm-hmm. now, or trying to jump over the net. Or, like, if you're trying to be really cool, right, you're, like, running to the trampoline from the yard, and you're like, great, I'm going to dive through the, the like, opening into yes, the trampoline, absolutely. right? Because you don't want to be lame and, like, stop and, like, push yourself up onto the trampoline and, like, get in. You want to, like, run and, like, headfirst dive into oh, yeah. it. And then you fucking, like, hit a pole or, yeah. like, the just yeah. base of the trampoline yes. instead because you're not as good at diving into things as no. you think. No, no, not at all. I chipped my tooth and um, got the wind knocked out of me on my trampoline. I, a funny I, had, I suffered all there. kinds of injuries on a trampoline. I had one friend that owned a trampoline. Mm-hmm. He may have been one of my closest friends because he owned a trampoline. <laughs> That's the sole reason. Was... We would have all the neighborhood kids convene at my house because we had the trampoline. Oh, yeah. It was and just... then the boys would stay oh, the night out there. You get, like, every boy in the neighborhood comes in and just starts, like, beating each other up. on the... That was another game we used to play. It was basically, like, Survivor on a trampoline. <laughs> Effectively, it was a matter of, like, it was King of the Hill kind oh, of style no. where, like, you wanted to be the person... On the trampoline, the longest, basically. Oh, that's that's super safe. It was terrible. It was that wasn't even like at least with the egg game, no one's like making contact intentionally, right? You're just trying to like bounce that person around. (laughs) With this game, you're literally like grabbing and wrestling and trying to throw a person off Off of the trampoline. trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) Parents, why? What a wild time to have been alive. If you are a parent that bought your children a trampoline, write to us. Tell me why. I would love... I want to know why. One, I want to know how much that puts you back. I right? don't know how much it costs to buy a trampoline in be... like 96. Yeah. But I don't know. It feels like a... Not a cheap thing. I don't thing know. I guess you, you go to do. Sam's and it's whatever. Anyway, Costco. Um... Uh, <laughs> Sponsored by not those. Uh, <laughs> we are not so, sponsored by Costco. Yeah. Costco. I mean, I want to know why you would buy a trampoline for your child. Because my parents refused. I mean, we had, a, I don't know. We had all kinds of other dangerous toys. I oh, guess. absolutely. Yeah. It's so, a miracle that we're not all dead. We used to have airsoft guns. It's a miracle that our parents were not dead from growing up in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my parents would... I've heard all kinds of stories. My dad playing, like, the streets in, yep. uh, in Queens, sitting, like, literally... <laughs> Playing stickball in the streets, a car. My dad got hit by a car three times. Great. Growing up. Yep. Three, and he he loves this story. And I don't know if it's true. He could be lying to me. But by the third time, he says he got the common sense to jump up onto the hood of the car before it hit him. Great. Um, It it sounds like he could be embellishing it. I'm not really sure. Uh, I never played stickball in the streets of Queens. So I, you know, my ass got moved to East Tennessee before it got to that (laughs) point. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> like, get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all this is to say, we're going to do a spin-off, a swirl-off podcast. <laughs> called, uh, called, about trampolines, called uh, Trampcast. Trampcast. Uh, coming to thing you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> coming to whatever whatever, whatever you're, you're using, using to listen to this. I'd listen to that. Trampcast? Uh, maybe it's definitely sh- misleading. <laughs> It's misleading. It's a little misleading. misleading. But is it... I don't know if it's too misleading. I mean, it's about trampolines. Anyway, if you're a parent, write to us. Tell me, please. We need to know. I kind of know. I have a really brief thing. Uh, It it has to be... It's with Feeney's line that you... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So he says... He's talking about love and families and specifically states between a man and a woman. Uh, And this was 1993. And he was born 50-some-odd years before that. So we can't... I mean, it's not that I'm faulting him or the screenwriters for being a product of their times, but it doesn't hold up in 2019. Well, I would argue that he's talking about Corey's family specifically. Sure. Because he says, like, your parents, a man and a wife, decided to... I guess, yeah. I mean, he's referencing... Does I specific. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> he's referencing Whatever. he's referencing their family. It's yeah. fine. He's an old man. He's, he's an old man. He's not bigoted. But I think because there are other moments in the show that I feel like obviously the show itself is very heteronormative with Corey and Sean being uh-huh. well, Sean being a womanizer uh-huh. and Corey having one serious monogamous right. heterosexual relationship. So right. I feel like the show itself is very heteronormative. Oh, yeah, Obviously, because it's the 90s. But I mean, it was written by, like, it was, it was just a room full of straight white dudes. That, oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. I'm sure. I mean, there's there's no secret as to how this show resonated with me, no. a straight white yeah. boy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Up. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're optimistic that it can resonate with others, yes. but understandable as understandable. to why it may not. Yes. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to my favorite character who does not get to come back for... To my knowledge, anything. Oh my! And I know is, what you're gonna say. Is, uh, shit, I don't even don't even remember her don't name now. Don't know if she has a name. I don't know. I think they say her name once. She plays Juliet, oh. and Feeney is, is they're sitting. He's describing the scene, and uh, she sits up, and you know he said the little boy <laughs> says, "Shouldn't I just stab her a few more times to make sure she's dead?" She sits up. The camera zooms in real close, and she's like, "If you stab me, you better make sure you kill me." <laughs> oh, she's so good. And then she starts taking this kid to. Town, yes. throws him on the oh desk. Oh my god, she like, like puts him on the desk. She's like straddled over him with a knife, trying to like stab him with oh. this plastic knife. And she's got the stereotypical bright blue nineties oh, yeah. right. faded jeans. Oh, the she's scrunchy. She is killing it. She's killing it. Where the did she go? She I want her back. They dropped her out. They didn't let another important black character on the show Until for too Angela. many years. <laughs> She should have been along for the ride. Oh, she was so great. We, they I, really, I, I, I hope that she got picked up on something else. She was, if you're listening to this, Whoever I don't you know are. your name. <laughs> That's terrible. Come on the show. We love you. Anything else that doesn't hold up? Corey shoots his brother with a toy gun. Oh yeah, that probably wouldn't. I mean, lie. I guess it's like it's like a you know video game gun. Mm-hmm. We still have like those in arcades and shit. Like that's mm-hmm. chill. But I guess you don't he see a lot. He turns of... and shot his brother. Right. You don't see a lot of sitcoms where he's like die, die. Turns and shoots his brother. Die, die, die. Back to the TV. Die, die. Eric makes a neutering joke. Uh, real quick. What? That, yeah, yeah, it's right there in that scene where Corey's shooting at the TV. It's like one of those VR kinds of games. Oh, yes, he does. And he's like, die, one die. One last dog we have to right. neuter. And Eric's like, you missed the weird puppy looking thing in the corner. And Corey shoots it. And he says, one last dog we have to neuter. Yep. Yeah. Which I don't know how many neutering jokes you get on your average 
sitcom not nowadays. Uh, there's a lot of ball humor, though, in That's the true. 90s. I feel like there was a lot of, like, people would end their sets with, like, and don't forget, it's a, it was kind of like a tip your waitress kind of thing. It was like a spay and neuter your pet. <laughs> Am I wrong in that? Am I wrong in that? Tell me one comedian <laughs> that signed off with I'm that. I'm pretty sure it was on like a Disney Channel show. Was it? Was. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. Tweet at me. Somebody no, please find the clip where someone signs off by saying Spade, spade and neuter your, your pets. Because I don't know. It. I don't I'm know. pretty. I'm somewhere. Somewhere in the world. I swear. Sure. Okay. Somewhere in the world. Okay. I'm looking forward to the proof on that one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us the bits. Why Why may this have been called My Brother's Keeper? Brother's Keeper? My Brother's my, Keeper? Just Brother's Keeper. Okay. I think you're thinking of the movie, which I, came a lot later. That was my sister. I saw favorite. that movie. I did. You know what? In theaters. Listen, did you read the book? No. Okay. The book was a lot better. It wasn't great, but it was Generally. a lot better. Yeah. I have, I have a very... Strong opinion that differs from a lot of people that I don't think the book was that great, but mm. I didn't read the book. I saw the movie on a sort of date thing. I think sort of date thing. Wow! If you're the girl that went to see <laughs> My Sister's Keeper with Skylar, please write to us. Tell us what your interpretation of that was. I need to know. So do I. <laughs> I think. Well, potentially it could be, I would say, part of me wants to think that it could even be about Eric in that he is my his brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, I guess that kickstarts Corey's upsetness is that he is counting on his brother and his right. brother just backs There's out. There's no real problem yeah. in the episode if we're, if we're talking about a play. And, um, <laughs> but yes. there's, no, there's no conflict in the episode without Eric choosing to take a girl to the yeah. baseball game over Corey. Corey gets detention, but yeah. that's not a real conflict because no. he's like, whatever, shrug, I'll get out of it. Yeah. The conflict is Eric choosing to take the girl to the game. Side note, I love just having watched the show so many times. I love watching this pilot episode and watching tiny little Ben Savage do things just that are so Ben Savage-isms. Yeah. That grow with him. Right. There was a specific moment where he goes, he loves me. And Sean goes, he loves, or he hates you. And he goes, well, one of the two. Right. And it's, it's <laughs> how he, how he would say it as like a 30 some year old adult oh, as nothing's, well. Nothing's he changed He does not about change. That human he is he just. Was a child. Oh, he's the same person. It's right. so great. And I understand that, you know, 30 some odd years later, 30, he's now 30 something years old or yeah. whatever. And he's playing the same character as an adult. Yes. Played. I guess that show's over. Anyway. Oh, uh, but, like, he as a human is always yeah. as such. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's hard for you not to have grown into a character you grew up playing. I'm um, sure. It's hard for, I don't know. I was never a child star. Mm-mm. So, I wouldn't <laughs> Don't know. know what that's like. Right. But sure. I didn't grow up to be Mike TV. Uh, ben Savage, if you're listening, we love you. Come on the show. <laughs> we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. <laughs> I'm sure... I don't know if you're doing anything. It's up to right now. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, Girl, drop let's... everything. Come to Chicago. Be on the show. That'd be great. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I I think so. Austin, who is, is standing by here, uh, raised a good point, and and that was that. What if the brothers' keeper is in reference to Morgan, who received your MVP of the episode? Yeah. Um, and that's that, something to consider. You know, I mean, Morgan. 
it does like you said everything right mm-hmm. for Corey, right or mm-hmm. i guess well everything right uh, everything nice for yeah. Corey. um maybe it's just a, it's a handing off of the torch mm-hmm. you know eric was now it's morgan now he goes to tea parties instead of baseball games <laughs> maybe it's like Actually. a combination of both of them like they i mean both of their I guess Morgan's plot goes towards helping Corey while Eric's mm. goes in the opposite direction and Corey's sure. stuck somewhere in the middle. But then Corey goes to help Eric at the end. That's true. He does. Yeah. So maybe then it's about Corey. I mean, all around, we do see most of this episode, people carrying Corey. Yeah. Because Corey Which sucks. Which is like the whole show. The whole well, show. until Sean becomes kind of the central. He kind of takes it Right. Over. When you're writing the show, when you have one far more interesting character than a stalk of celery, <laughs> you're going to write about that. <laughs> but I love that he knows. He knows how boring he is. Yeah, I, I mean, love they, that he acknowledges everyone, it. Everyone knows. The screenwriters know. That's the humor. And one of my it. favorite quotes is, I, Corey Matthews, am a potato. That's like my favorite <laughs> I mean, my, one of my favorite shots in the show is when Corey leans against his bedroom wall and is standing next to a poster of a stalk of celery, which has never been there. <laughs> has literally never, been, never there. been there in the five years oh, that we've seen this bedroom. I but mean, now it is. That'll be definitely for an excellent for visual that. joke. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so, who it's about all of them, I guess. Everyone is each other's keeper except for Morgan. Who is the MVP? Who is the greatest? Right. Who we were so lucky to get for four out of seven seasons. Right. Uh, (laughs) What contract dispute? Anyway, um, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate you. Yes. And we hope that you might do it again. Tweet at us. We are at Feeny Call on Twitter. And our email is Podcast at Gmail. Let us know if you disagree, if you think that the theme is something different, um, what your favorite characters are, what you'd like us to talk about. Um, as far questions. As, yeah, any questions you have, cool. just let us know. Questions and, uh, about the show. Let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or us and the show. But not. Just, let's not go and ask who Skyler went on that date with. Oh, uh, no, no. I think we team. need to. <laughs> I think that needs to happen. We'll figure that out one day because uh, I don't remember <laughs> oh my oh man the it plot was like, thickens it was like 2006 or something right like when did that movie come out we're gonna look that up right now. when up. is that i hope you hear the typing of the keyboard 2009 uh, oh jesus that was only 10 years ago all right well um thanks for coming yeah. and follow uh, us on twitter subscribe like pay us that's cool i don't know we don't have anything set up for that yet so no not yet but if you like really want to venmo us a couple bucks or something listen like, we won't email us <laughs> we won't say no yeah that's fine i'm not gonna turn it away yeah um great thanks for being here and class dismissed class dismissed